Brrr. You got it. Not just because it's cold outside. This is the strategy that we are breaking down today. Really fun episode. It's going back to the basics today. We're going to break down a concept in real estate investing, which a lot of people have been hearing about lately and talking about lately, but maybe don't fully understand. So our goal here today to this episode is to break down to you the buy, renovate, refinance, rent, and repeat strategy that has been gaining more and more popularity. Our goal today in this episode is to break it down high level so you guys get a basic understanding as to what works, what to look for, and some basic tips and tricks. We hope you guys love the episode as always. And uh, if you are, make sure to leave us that five-star review, share us, tag us. We now have an Instagram account for the YVR Remo Show. Again, that's at YVR Remo Show on Instagram. Uh, so check us out, follow us there for lots more snippets and tips and tricks from the podcast. Uh, as always, we have a five-star review of the week and we appreciate your five-star reviews. So if you can please leave us that five-star review, that's the only thing that we ask for, for giving out this awesome information. This week's uh, review comes from Travis 177. That's Travis with a Z. So Travis says it's tons of great information, lots of really good, insightful stuff in this podcast. Podcast. If you operate a real estate business in BC, or even if you are from somewhere else, you'll find value. Keep it up, guys. Thank you very much, Travis 177. Very thankful for your review. And if you guys are loving the show, make sure to leave a review. As always, this episode is presented by myself and the partners here at Thrive Mortgage Co. Our goal and our mission is to help help homeowners create wealth through real estate. And we want to make sure to educate you so that you guys have the absolute most success in doing so. Best way to reach out to us is to follow us on Instagram at YVRemo Show at Thrive Mortgage Co. Send us a direct message. Give us a phone call. Check out our website. Whatever the heck you want to do, let's make money together. Anyhow, let's get right into the show. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. We're live. We're back at it again for another fantastic episode. Today, last week was fun. We did uh, rapid fire, this versus that, a whole lot of a whole lot of whole lot of content. It was a forty minute packed episode. So today, because we're getting close to Christmas now, we want to make sure to give you guys a little bit of a break. Come down, and we're just going to explain a uh, concept, very high level today. So we're gonna is more of a high level introduction more than anything else on a concept that does come up, and it has been coming up more recently um, in the last little while. In fact, we actually had a guest come on our show uh, in the summertime who does this, maybe not with their own money, but with uh, someone else's money. Anyways, I've got the, I've got the intense, sorry, not the, the suspense is high. This suspense is very high. And uh, what we're talking about today is burr. 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 <laughs> what is that? What are we talking about? <laughs> we are cold talking now. about, um, no, it's not that cold. Well, it might be cold out, but it's not just that it's cold out and we're not mimicking animal sounds. We're talking about an investment strategy that was, again, I don't know the origination of this investment strategy, but I do know that 
It's very common in the U.S. and we do see it across Canada in different parts. And it seems to be slowly making its way across uh, the country a little bit more into uh, B.C. and some other parts. This is buy, renovate, rent, refinance, and repeat. Buy, renovate, rent, refinance, and repeat. So um, we'll just start off. And what we're going to do with this episode is we're just going to break down each part of the strategy, like what actually is the mechanics of doing it. And uh, again, we'll talk a little bit about how um, one of our previous guests does it as an example, where it might work, where it might not work. And then our intention is to actually have on a guest in a future episode who does this uh, as well to talk a little bit more about it from their perspective. Whew. All right. So you guys, uh, you guys ready to get into this one? Absolutely. Let's do it. Always, always. Let's, let's just talk about the buy situation. Um, so I think the biggest thing that uh, gets people excited about this strategy is that, again, the idea of buying a low cost property or at least not putting a ton of capital into a property and having the ability to eventually pull cash out and turn this into a long term investment that's going to make you uh, cash flow. So uh, I, again, just talking about it from a strategic standpoint, one of the biggest, uh, I think, um, opportunities slash challenges in the buy version is you really need to know the product. You need to be buying something that's at a pretty uh, low cost relative to the area so that you can get your money back eventually. Um, typically when you're looking to buy a product and you're looking to do a rehab, again, this could be sort of similar to the concept of flipping with the difference being that you're actually holding the property. You really, really, really need to know the area. You need to know the market in that area and definitely need to know what people are looking for in the terms of rent and the high level cost. I think the reason that this maybe doesn't work in an area as well in say like a Vancouver or an Ottawa or a Toronto, there may be a few reasons. One is the cost of real estate is very high, even for a crappy house. Uh, it's tough to, to understand where that market's going to be as far as appreciation is concerned. And then sometimes the rent doesn't make sense in those areas too, from, from that standpoint. Anything else to add to that on the, uh, the buy side guys? A big part of the buy is, is getting a, a pretty good understanding of what the renovations are going to look like, right? If you commit to a purchase and you haven't actually dug into it and, and you start ripping open walls and you realize that it's a massive, massive renovation, but you're not actually going to get the value out of it. So doing a really thorough inspection and, and getting quotes up front and knowing what you're going to, how much money you're going to have to inject to bring that property to a, you know, an above average condition is a big part of, of that whole shopping procedure. So Alex mentioned knowing where you're buying, like knowing the area is so important, especially when it comes to renovations. I've purchased in small town markets before and to get the home, to get a simple bathroom retiled, I waited three months because there's no renovation contractors. There's no materials. There's no nothing in some of these small towns. There's one guy doing bathroom repairs or renos. So he like, <laughs> Knowing where you're buying is so important, especially from the renovation perspective. Contractors are not everywhere and you can look like like it is here, right? So really knowing that perspective is so important. Yeah, yeah. You got to know your costs. You got to know your resale value and you got to be really on top of it. So timing, cost, budget, you got to know the entire picture. The second, start of the, the second part of the BR uh, strategy is uh, renovate. And... Uh, 
again, this, this perfectly flows from the first part to the second part. What we're really, really, really considering is this isn't necessarily for you. So it's not about uh, finding the most fancy and, and uh, uh, you know, best looking pieces as far as um, the renovation to your taste. But what you're really looking for is value add. So highest uh, return on investment is key. We're probably not putting any pools into these homes. Let's just put it that way. So we're going to consider the value it adds first and then whether or not it's going to add rental value. That's a really, really, really key consideration here. And I think um, almost like anybody who's building their first home or doing their first major renovation, there's a lot of people who spend money in places that doesn't really have a high ROI. Uh, the primary objective here is is highest return on investment for a renter or for a value add. Um, and I'd say the second thing from my, my side is just being prepared for additional costs, like what Dean mentioned in time delays or cost delays or, or something of that nature. Yeah. And I mean, knowing your contractors is super important, which ties back into what Dean mentioned. But, um, you know, if, if you're hiring a general contractor to run this renovation for you, there's going to be a cost for that. So if you have the time and the ability and you know the trades to, to hire them out yourself, you're going to save a lot of money. Because, again, one of the major concepts in this Burr, um strategy is to actually pull your money out after you've done the renovation and rented the property. You actually want to try to recoup most of the cost or your investment, right? So trying to get as much as you can possibly done for the lowest dollar uh, injection is really important. And like Alex mentioned, you know, the, the rental piece, right? Throwing an extra bedroom, throwing a basement suite in a home that's going to produce more rental income is going to go a long way. And those are all going to add value to the resale when you do sell it one day. I mean, the goal here is to retain it for the long term, but things happen. You have to sell properties for a number of reasons. So adding these items of, of value are going to help you ultimately sell the property quicker when you need yeah, it. Yeah. So, so on that point, guys, I think the biggest thing is if someone's going to explore this strategy, ideally they're not going to do it once because, uh, this strategy really works if you continue to do it a few multiple times. Um, and in doing so, it's really important for you to consider, um, either a, you know, possibly being self-managed if you know what the heck you're doing, maybe you're already, um, experienced in construction. But uh, the second uh, B is again, um, uh, build a team. So you need to really, really, really spend the time to do your due diligence to build a team, just like you do as far as a mortgage broker and a real estate agent and a lawyer. You need to really take the time to build the team of trusted contractors so that you can meet your deadlines, your timelines and your cost timelines. And, and at least they're gonna be honest about their quotes. So yeah, let's, uh, let's step, into, step into a number three, which is rent. Yeah, rental. We've already touched on, you know, how we can add value from the renovation to get a better renter or to get more rental income. And, and you know, managing rent is going to be probably the, the most challenging part of this entire process. And, and especially if it's not in the town that you live in, if you are buying in a town like Saskatchewan, where you can get into housing for much cheaper than you can in Vancouver, you're going to want to make sure you got that set up. You're going to want to make sure you have a team on the ground that is professional and can manage tenants, collecting rent, um, you know, staying on top of things, keep making sure the property's in good shape and constantly visiting the property when needed. Uh, these are things that you just, you want to make sure you got that, that in place. It's very important. And there's a cost associated to that. If you're not in the town, you are, you are, uh, you know, hiring somebody to do that. You got to be aware of the costs associated with that. And if you're screening the tenants yourself, usually like the highest dollar figure is probably not going to be the best tenant, right? Doing the proper research, doing a proper screen, you can ask people for whatever you want nowadays, credit bureaus, job letters, pay subs, like you can do your research and super important to do that. Cause if you get a tenant to your property, they stop paying. It's an absolute nightmare to get them out. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. No, that's, those are all really good points, guys. And going back to that part about the renovation, I think at the end of the day, if you're doing this correctly, and I, I imagine after you've done this a, a few times at this point, you're actually uh, renovating a property for a particular type of uh, tenant, to be clear, and a, and a specific type of person that you're looking for in that area. So then uh, do it when you do your due diligence and looking for the, uh, the actual tenant, you're putting yourself in a position to succeed because you already know what your target audience is. And generally speaking, when you're buying and you're doing this strategy, you should have already planned this out and laid this out in advance. A few key considerations when you're renting out a property is a lot of people don't really know this is you, you can find there's a few different types of services that property managers can provide and we can connect you with someone depending on where you're located. Uh, one of the key considerations is some of these um, property managers will just charge a fee to place a tenant for you. Uh, so I've heard of that before where they'll actually just place a tenant. They won't do ongoing management if you don't want them to, but they'll screen, find the tenant and put them in the property. Uh, although I do know that a lot of these property managers do like the idea of uh, uh, ongoing management. And honestly, once you get to a few properties, it's probably something that would be uh, the highest and best use of your time is to actually find the next property instead of maintaining the, uh, the tenancy on the unit. So moving forward on that note, number four is uh, the refinance piece. And this is where we really come back into the picture to support you. Dean, I could see that you're ready to just, just jump into this. So go for it, buddy. Well, it, this all loops back to the reno. And so when you're renovating the home to like when we're thinking of the, the optimal tenant, well, you also want to think of what is going to increase the value of the home. So I, we briefly mentioned resale value. Well, resale value is totally relevant here because resale value is what your house is going to appraise for. And we want to make sure we're getting the value up as much as we can with these renovations because that's how we're going to ultimately achieve the maximum dollars that we can take out from the refinance. Yeah, and looping all the way back to the, the very beginning of this strategy, the buy, right? So there's typically going to be financing involved at that point as well. So you actually secured a mortgage to purchase a property, whether you did 20% down or whatever. So you want to make sure that when you're getting that initial mortgage, it's a product that has a, is going to have a minimal penalty, right? Because you're refinancing usually 90 to 120 days after. And also when you're going through that process, your mortgage broker or bank that you're working with, you want to make sure that they've actually pre-qualified you to make sure you qualify for a bigger mortgage, right? If you go through all this and the property value goes up by 100000 but you don't qualify for a bigger mortgage, again, you shot yourself in the foot, right? So planning from the beginning is really important. And getting into you know strategies and products from here for this refinance, some lenders won't refinance you in the first 12 months after a purchase. They just simply won't. It's their guidelines, right? So knowing which lenders are going to be helpful, uh, making sure you're in the right product. Because if you're going to continue to do this, you know, I'm sure another refinance is going to come up down the road and you want to make sure that you're probably in a variable um, with minimal cost to get out of that loan. You know what? That's a that's a good point. And I, I want to add like, so again, this is where that whole team approach comes in on the refinancing side and knowing what you're doing up front. While no one can guarantee specifically what a valuation would be, uh, the appraiser who we've talked about in the past is going to be massively impactful in this scenario. Um, yeah, appraiser is not going to make up a number out of nowhere, but if they understand the area really well and they know specifically what you've done and the work you've gone that's gone into the property and, and the whole nine yards, then, then they can generally speaking, make a good case that your property value has gone up by a, a certain percentage or a certain dollar amount. Uh, you know, case in point, uh, Derek and, and Dean, we were just talking about a gentleman we know who recently did this on the island. Um, and again, all, he basically did all these these uh, key steps that we're looking at right now over the course of what, what was his project timeline about six months or four months? Yeah, probably about four months. 
Yep. Yep. And put in, I think I can recall, it was a 20% down payment, something of that nature. 20% down. And then I think it was 50, 60,000 in renovations, uh, property appraised much higher. Obviously the market's helped with that. The market's been absolutely nuts. Um, but it, the property appraised much higher and he pulled pretty much every single penny that he invested back out. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Flowing, cash so, flowing. so the base basically got all his cash back out and now he's in a position where he can do this again with a cash flowing investment property that he can either keep or sell totally up to him. So again, um, you know, this is where it's so important to work with a mortgage broker because we can work with different lenders. Your, your own lender is probably not likely to want to do this. We're going to have to look at those options. And it's very key that when we do that qualification from the beginning, we're looking at that as a scenario as to what that could be. Again, we can't predict the future, but we can prepare for the future. That's probably the biggest key thing there. So going forward, you know, the last step of the BRR uh, strategy is a repeat um, the repeat is the idea of refinancing this and doing this all over again. Cause you got some of your cash back. Uh, you know, if you're going to go down this road and you're going to look at this strategy, I think a few key things to consider here over and above what we said is that there are people there and we have had people on our show that do this for a living. So they'll take you as a qualifying member. They'll take your money and they'll actually just do the work and they'll take a fee or a cost or a portion. Does that make sense? I would argue yes and no. Yes, if you really want to be hands off and as long as you're completely aware of the pros and cons of such scenario and you just want it to be totally out and that's the type of investment for you, then by all means, if you've done your due diligence and you know that this is a reputable company that has a history, go for it. No, in the sense that there's a lot of opportunities to get a much greater rate of return if you're doing going to do a little bit of the work yourself, whether it's through this strategy or another one. Anything else to contribute on that piece, guys? No. Nope. All right. No, I had some. No, <laughs> it was good. You got it all. <laughs> all right. So a couple, a uh, couple pros of this strategy. We could talk about a few cons over and above that. Some pros on the strategy are there's a very huge opportunity for ROI. Like there is a potential for good ROI, um, which is fantastic. Um, you know, as far as location, the investment up front can be low if you're in Saskatchewan or something like that. But, you know, again, if you're in BC and you're in anywhere near a major city, probably not the case. Uh, if you do it right, you should be able to rent out the property and increase your cash flow because you've done these renovations specifically for the purpose of a rental or an Airbnb or whatever the heck you're doing. And again, you can rebuild uh, or build equity through that renovation stage. So we talk about sweat equity in the way that it increases value. So your home value just increases. So that's a that's a really key thing. Um, interestingly enough, you guys probably know this, but uh, tenants are attracted to the new and shiny things. So by doing this renovation, even in an existing home, you're putting yourself in a position where a brand new-ish looking property is going to create a little bit more value for a tenant and off, you're going to get that higher price point when compared to say, just like a partially refied property or uh, rehabbed property, if you will. Yeah. So, so, no, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to touch on one piece around repeating this process and, and just knowing knowing your plan going forward. If this is a goal to repeat and constantly repeat, just really understand and plan that out now opposed to one by one because there's a lot of lenders that will only allow you to have a certain amount of mortgages and own a certain amount of properties and structuring those in your personal name versus your holding company name or, or what have you, planning that out ahead of time is super, super key. Yeah. Um, I'd say like, just to kind of walk through that piece, like as far as the, the, the cost consideration, some, 
some some things that that are on the risky end of that equation like again some reasons why you might not want to go down this road aside from the potential cost of the unit itself is that a lot of people are do have to look for um more expensive financing up front as you, you noted so uh whether it's a private lender or an alternate lender or something of that nature to get into the market or get into that cost if you are leveraged um the renovation obviously if anybody's done a major reno <laughs> you know that doing a first i've had these uh challenges myself that doing a reno or a few, a few rentals can be uh, a really big challenge and time cost delays can be massive and it can completely reverse the uh, possible uh, benefits of doing so uh, doing so um, obviously there's some timeline considerations and then just the value value is very hard to predict what that will look like because again there's no guarantees on any of that kind of stuff so whew, that was a really uh, really good high level on the uh, burr does anybody want to keep saying that or is it just me just you just me <laughs> <laughs> so um you know guys we mentioned earlier in the in the podcast episode that we've had people on the show in the past we won't name any names but we've had individuals who do this for uh, a living and um, certainly go and seek someone out if that's what you're looking for if you're looking for a conversation about that piece shoot us a note we'll see if we can help you out uh, as far as that's concerned um, we will definitely effort to bring someone on the show who does this uh, additionally um, um, and has a lot of experience over the the near future depending on your guys's feedback so let us know what you think about this strategy let us know if it's something that you're interested in or if there's other types of investment strategies feedback is is really the core of how we keep this show going at 8 30 after we just finished a, a 12 hour workday. so um that being said dean derek anything else that you want to leave our listeners with today any tidbits advice feedback nuggets from the episode just surround yourself with professionals, right? All the way from the beginning, contractors, realtors, appraisers, everybody that's going to be involved in this, rely on your team. Um, and yeah, make sure everyone's dialed in and working together. Yeah, I just add, if, you, if you're if you not experienced in this space, but you want to learn more, uh, there's so many books and education resources out there around this program and just real estate investing in general. So uh, I would just continue to educate yourself and learn more. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we are not um, a, uh, a real estate investment company. We are a mortgage brokerage company focused on helping people create wealth through real estate. Uh, with that being said, uh, if you are interested in becoming a client of ours, uh, certainly we would love to hear from you. And uh, there are a number of different ways to reach out. Best way is probably just to reach out, go through our website, um, click on uh, fill out the form and uh, you'll get a text and email. We'll organize a time and have a little bit of a consultation to understand your situation. So whether it's uh, buying a new home, uh, upgrading to another home, restructuring your existing mortgage, or looking to figure out if you can buy your second property, uh, we have a lot of things that we can do to assist you and help you out. By the way, um, before you leave us today, make sure to leave us that five-star review because that's what keeps us going. That is our, uh, our caffeine it is our caffeine that keeps us rocking and rolling here, guys. So uh, again, we're hoping you're loving this show. Thanks very much for tuning in. And from myself, Alex, Dean, and Derek, we appreciate y'all.